0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the pod here. After a ridiculous number of technical difficulties on <laughs> on our end, uh, Rihanna and I finally were able to figure out technology. And uh, we're back for what I think is like our 24th, 25th episode, something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. 25 we might be at the
0: quarter century mark here yeah we made it we made it to the quarter century mark so we're, we're sticking around um and, and having a great time with it but we're back with a usual episode of the pod here talking a little la liga talking a little prem as always but we're gonna switch it up this week as we do every other week and and start off in spain with um just like some weird news to i i just I, there's the whole last week has been weird but We've, honestly, I mean, Rihanna and I hung out over the weekend. It was kind of like the ho- Halloween weekend, pre-Halloween weekend. I don't know what you want to call it, but, like, it wasn't it wasn't wasn't Halloween weekend. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, not quite. Not quite. And I thought that all of the Halloween, like, all of the Halloween parties, kind of uh, theme parties, was going to just be last weekend because it was, like, the last weekend before Halloween officially, I guess, happened, which is obviously tonight. But no, I think people are still having like Halloween-themed stuff this weekend, too. So it's kind of (laughs) odd, in all honesty.
0: Right. Yeah, no, it is is a little weird. Um, I personally, I'm not the biggest fan of Halloween. I don't care for it too much. Like, I get it. Um, I'm a big Thanksgiving, Christmas fan, um, so I can't wait until tomorrow, i.e. November 1st. Um, so I'm going to be starting on that Christmas music grind in about 12 hours. Um, so yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm hype. Uh, but no, we we hung out this weekend. Unfortunately, we did not get to watch Liverpool Tottenham together, uh, which would have been amazing. Uh, but we will be watching Liverpool Man City. And honestly, <laughs> maybe we should do like a live podcast for that or something. But we'll we'll figure it out. That'll be a conversation for later. Um, but yeah, no, we're we're having a great time. So we're going to start off in. Spain, Rian, Um, did you know that Zlatan Ibrahimovic is is coming back?
1: That would be amazing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I personally don't understand why he wants to leave MLS, honestly, because, I mean, even though he's still, he proved at Manchester United that his age obviously has not hampered him that much.
1: But I feel like at L.S., he just kind of still dominate, and he's a massive troll for the league too. Which, yeah, which he, like he's not really going to be able to be this much of a troll anymore, like anywhere else, because he's just, you know up there with age and stuff. Um, I think I think he's enjoying being able to score so much in uh, in L S and stuff, and it's good. It's good for him. It's good for the league. Whatever. But uh, it would be very interesting to see him go back to Spain. I've even seen stuff about him going. Um going back to, to Italy too, so that Oh really? Yeah, yeah. So that would be i not I'm. It would be great for the whatever team that gets him. Honestly, I, I, um, I think Fiorentina was was the team that I saw linked with him in, in Italy. So it would be obviously great for whatever team that he goes to. It's not going to be one of the big clubs, obviously, but for whatever team he goes to, it's going to be great for them just in terms of commercially and stuff.
0: So yeah, I don't
1: so see what I don't see what he gains from it, honestly, but. Yeah,
0: I, Honestly, for sure. Well, Fiorentina's apparently if he goes there, just the the new MLS and, and being a retirement home with with Ribery there and, and Zlatan not really on his way, but you know what I mean. But I think yeah. there were there were not so serious rumors about him going to Atletico to essentially become the new Diego Costa, which is <laughs> not likely to happen at all. Um, I don't think it's going to be
1: um, Diego Costa
0: is already on the team. So. Right. Right. Exactly. But that, Diego Costa himself is not making a case for him to stick around for the whole season, quite honestly. So I, my hunch is that this is not even football-related. My hunch is that this was just a PR stunt from his team and to come back and do something related to a company that he might be working with in Spain and, and something like that. But he did he did did he say La Liga like in that video I forget if he said La Liga or Spain so I'm not sure but I do think it's it's him being like I'm coming back to Spain maybe to do something non-football related and he is he is a massive troll so that wouldn't be out of the ordinary for him yeah that's true
1: that's true yeah, uh, football-related thing would be interesting. I I think he still wants to play, so I don't know what he would be doing non-football-related.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know either. But he does have a couple of companies in in Spain that he is involved with. I know that. Um, but maybe he'll uh, he'll go to what is now, I believe, third place Granada. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe that would happen. But no, I don't I don't yeah. think he will. But <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great! Yeah, that's I mean that's that's a good segue into our, I guess
1: we're going on, we're starting with Granada here, right? You know, they, they, uh, were top in La Liga for what, like three days? Yeah. Only three days, but, uh, if I'm correct, they were just promoted.
0: They were, they were. So it was, uh, Granada, Mallorca, and Osasuna were promoted from the Segunda, um, into La Liga this, this year, and Granada have been on it that was my mic excuse me um but they have been on an absolute tear through la liga this entire season they have only lost three games which is the same number of sevilla same number as athletic bilbao and the same number as getafe who most people who follow la liga remember finished in the top six last year um and just barely missed out on a champions league spot so this team is just absolutely running rampant right now. They've been very, very good away and at home. Um, even more so at home. They did win the. I, I believe they played yesterday, not today, in midweek. Um, and they lost. Um, or sorry, no, they they won over the weekend. I lied. Um, they beat uh, Betis one uh, nil um, over <laughs> over the weekend, and just somehow, well took the top spot and I, I like, I, I'm like like still kind of in shock about that you know
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean it is, it is amazing for a club of their stature to be on top of uh, on top of Spain what 10 games into their uh, first season back and you know they do it with <laughs> it's not like they're necessarily lighting it up right I mean they're like they're uh, fifth year in goals um, which is which that is pretty good for them for sure, um, but you know they're pretty mid table in terms of like, expected goals, and you know they're 14th in in uh, shots per game. Um, and so you know they're they're making the most out of their chances, really, and and I think like defensively they're really they're very uh, aggressive. You know they're they're one of the one of the most uh, I guess, active teams in terms of fouls are third in fouls per game. So, so, so you know, they they definitely don't make it easy on opponents. Uh, and and they're, they're in this point now where um, I think I was listening to your, your Spanish football podcast and I think Sid Lowe said something said that exactly everything that now at this point it's all great because they're definitely going to stay up. They, you don't have really right. worries about them getting relegated. So, you know, now it, no matter what happens for the rest of the season, you know they were on top of the league after ten matches. For you know, granted, for only a little bit, a, a small amount of time, but that's that's going to be their story of the season. They're on top of the league, uh, and like not after like three games. It was like a, it was after ten games, after like a quarter of the season, and, and they're going to be safe. And, and now everything is just it's it's just who. I mean, it not like who cares what happens, but you, you know that they're not going to go down so this is just gonna be a very fun season for for them and their fans no
0: matter what absolutely yeah i mean i I don't expect them to go down at all i i don't expect them to finish top six i would say and we do have our predictions for the rest of the season coming up um towards the end of the liga section as well as the prem section but they the thing with granada is that they really have been making the most of their chances like when you watch them play even even irrespective of watching them play take a look at the stats alone they don't have that many shots on goal but the shots on goal that they have they're clearly scoring um and so they've been doing very very well in that respect and so I think it's really impressive that with not the strongest strike force in the world I I still do think that um the core of their team is their their defense uh their defensive solidity um but they they're an impressive team nonetheless and to be top of the La Liga through uh through 10 match days regardless of whether or not Barcelona and Real play the El Clasico it's it's a feat um and and shout out to them and i <laughs> i think the funniest thing uh their their manager Diego Martinez uh came out after the game i believe it was it was a couple of weeks ago, but I think he reiterated over the weekend. He said something along the lines of, you know, we don't, we're not looking at the table. We're focused on how we're playing, which is just absolute bullshit. Like, of course, they're looking at the table. <laughs> they, like, no team that was just promoted is not going to point out that they're not, <laughs> that they're first they in the, they the don't, table. They don't, they don't have to look at it anymore, honestly. Like, they don't have to. They don't to. have
1: to look at it anymore, anymore. Like, yeah, yeah, they can they're, run they're, with when it. When they were, when they were on... I'm sure they look at it when they were top of the league but yeah, you know, now they don't even have to look at it. They, they, I mean, obviously anything can happen in football, so I'm not gonna say it's impossible. But, you know there's there's it's like maybe a five percent chance that they go down now. So so it's all about you know, I guess where, where they finish will be nice and maybe they can look at it at the end of the season, but now they can just kind of play free and without much pressure i
0: think so exactly yeah just now that the the competition instead of it being you know Mallorca, sasuna for bottom like sections of the table it's going to be against the big boys at the top um which is which is going to be a fantastic battle to watch so i can't wait to see how that unfolds but speaking of the the top teams in la liga No El Clasico. We could have gone on a 25, 30-minute discussion, I'm sure, about El Clasico if it was this weekend and everything that had happened in it, but there was, quite frankly, nothing to discuss. So uh, we do know, I will say, the the official date for the new Clasico is December 18th. Um, It falls on a weird date in between the Copa del Rey, kind of like what we talked about um, last pod, Uh, but... I guess there is now a known date, which is great, but it, it's not going to allow for a lot of rest for, for some players. So I think the most interesting part of that is going to be the rotation that comes out of the, the those cycle of games for, for Real and, and Barcelona. So um, we do know that date. Um, I don't know if I will be in New York around that time. Uh, we will see. But if I am, uh, Rian and I are absolutely going to watch that together, assuming that is during non-work hours. <laughs> so uh, we, we yeah. will see.
1: What is it? December 18th, correct?
0: December 18th, 2019.
1: Yes, so that's going to be a Wednesday, unfortunately. Yikes. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, I won't, I won't rule it out as of yet, perhaps. Perhaps, um, perhaps I'll consider taking a couple hours off work or something like that.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, PTO. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, perhaps uh, I don't know how I'll swing it, but perhaps I'll I'll take a a couple hours. (laughs) Like, the last couple hours of work off, something like that. But, um, yeah, hopefully we get to watch together.
0: That would be great, yeah. Yeah. We will see.
1: Should we look at the other team from Madrid,
0: how how their last couple games are gone? Yes, this... uh, This is... I'm telling you, man, this is peak... Peak Diego Simeone right now. This... So over the weekend, right, Atleti beat out Bilbao for what was, I guess, the the big game in Spain because El Clasico was not on. Um, Bilbao, a team that has kind of been on the rise, especially with the, their early start um, and kind of started to trail off a little bit now. Um, but they, they got off to, you know, what I would consider the first half of this game from Atletico, even though they scored through Saúl to be a very poor first half for them. I don't think they created a lot. Um, I mean, in total, they had two shots on target for the entire game, um, one of which was the goal. Um, but outside of that, in the first half, I was not impressed with them at all. Um, they they lacked possession. They lacked what seemed to be creativity. Um, and I think Simeone kind of started to, to realize that, and he made some necessary changes in the second half, um, in, especially in that midfield. And Morata, who's... Scored in I think three straight games for Atleti now yeah I think it's been three straight games has has actually looked yeah. somewhat more impressive for them which is which is the shining moment for them especially when considering that Jao Felix is going to be out for another couple of weeks here um, so it's good that Murata has has started to kind of shine but I think we have to start having this conversation about Atletico that is kind of, you know, around their identity. Because in preseason, and I remember back when they beat Real Madrid, you know, scoring seven goals, whatever. Although it was preseason, preseason, but you saw almost this shift in character. Or not shift in character. I think the character and the fight and the grit of the team stayed the same. But it's almost as though the identity was bound to shift towards more attacking football, towards more, you know, this this sort of elegance that we hadn't seen in the Simeone team and i think a lot of people initially kind of expected that but now they're they're squeaking out wins they're they're just getting by but you almost feel like they don't have to do much to squeak by it's it's a weird balance it's like they're always on edge but at the same time you never really feel like they're going to lose out on a game other than uh, you know, the Alaves game um, most recently, which <laughs> they uh, conceded, you know, uh, a late goal, um, which was, I believe, yeah. on Tuesday. But uh, outside of that, like, it, I don't know. It, it, it's a weird team. I, I expected more from them at this point in the season. Yeah, it's... I mean, I, I feel
1: like we you talking about this. You know, it, we wanted the team to... We wanted, I guess, Simeone to... Evolve as a manager right, in terms of playing style um, because of because of just the profile of the players that he has now. They're, the profile of the players that came in from this summer are more expansive type of player. Like they have more qual more talent um, attacking wise, right? And, and molding them into being uh, solid defensively is should be easier, right? So. Uh, it should, that should be the easy part, but it seems like nothing's really changed. Like they're still not creating that. I mean, they're still not creating enough chances to really be a team to challenge the the top two. Um, they're still extremely solid defensively, and I agree with you that you never feel like they're going to lose a game. Uh, but they're still kind of laboring to this uh, to these. Results in, in a sense, just attacking wise, not not um, not defensively. But, right. Yeah. You know, but you know, it's it's they're, they're disappointing. I, I'm I'm genuinely disappointed because I thought we'd see a little more expansion, um, attacking wise, but we're not. And um, you just kind of want the team to push on a bit. Uh, you know, if you want the club to push on. Like you, you spend a hundred, a hundred um, twenty million euros. Um, on one player you see the, who's who's not remotely like a defensive player, like not rem- like a player who's so wonderful attacking wise, right? Um, and such a beautiful player to watch at, 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 with the ball at his feet that you expect that the team is now going to push on a bit and, and be like really try to uh, get to the levels in every fast facet of the game. Trying to get to the same level as the, the top two, when really they've still stayed in the same style and kind of grit is not—it's not a bad thing. But you know, you you, you want them to be more exciting. I just want them to be more exciting. Um, but it's not something—it's not something that you can really fault them for. It, it, it is his style, and, and if he's not doesn't want to change, and that's that is what it is. But. It, you want them to be more of a rival to the top two in terms of winning the title, and and doesn't feel like. I, I don't feel like they're gonna really challenge the title this season, uh, unless.
0: Ooh, scaling back, are
1: we? Unless, well, for, we're eleven games in now, right? We're a quarter. We're basically we're a little over a quarter of the season in. Right. right. So, my I know they're only two points off. Right? They're only two points off Barcelona. they only one point off in Madrid in second, or Real in second.
0: Both um, those teams do have a game in hand, though.
1: Exactly. Exactly, yeah. So, I don't know. It just hasn't... You you want them to... I just want them to see more. But obviously, you're right. I can't overreact too much because, you know, maybe John philippe comes back and, and maybe by the end of December we're seeing... So we're seeing um, him be more comfortable in the team and them kind of figuring out a bit more. But, you know, you just wish that they, that they were creating more chances, really.
0: Yeah, and I think you you make a really good point with how much money they've spent. It, it's almost like they, they put in a lot of money but half the effort, you know, to, to revamp the squad. Like, they they it's not like they planned poorly it's just that they were like i guess we'll see what happens like we we're obviously buying good players and there's some sort of an idea but it, it's it's almost like a halfway between this identity that they want to have in the attacking football and the players that they're getting versus the coach that they have in the style that they've consistently played over the last 5 or so years so i i don't know how that's going to round out the rest of the year but they're going to have to find a balance between the two at some point, And I don't think that's clicked just yet. So we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, I do have faith in, in Cholo. Um, I, I have not doubted him. I have no reason to, um, but them being in fourth now, uh, with a game behind the, the leaders in Barcelona and real, um, is not the best spot. So we shall see, but, you know, Barcelona and Real did actually play at midweek. This was obviously a scheduled match day, um, match day 11. And both of them coming out with five goals of their own. Barcelona winning 5-1 at home um, against Valladolid, and Real Madrid winning 5-0 against the Cucumber Growers that are known as Leganes. So let I, I have a question for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If I say that... This game, it doesn't, okay, if I say that during this game that Messi is, in fact, the GOAT, do you think that's recency bias, or do you think this is just a normal Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever? (laughs) During this what this game made him the GO or 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 what do you mean? You have to I I, I mean like I I feel like during this game he showed why he is the greatest of all time, but at the same time people point to you know how he's been performing in the last couple of games with slow performances and in Prague, obviously he scored a goal, but you know what I mean? Like, I I still think he's performed very well, but I think now that he's gone pretty much back up to full fitness, um, this is, this is peak messy. Um, but I think that people try and detract, sorry, I should have rephrased this better, but I think people try and detract from his legacy by pointing towards the quote unquote quality of the teams that, um, that he's playing but uh, l- j- I mean just look at this nah, performance nah, yeah, you know just, nah, just l- it was nah, yeah. seriously something special you
1: can't do that you can't yeah you can't do that like, I, I, I don't think it'll be recently, I don't think you can you can ever in all honesty I mean I don't think you can ever um think that you're that you're being uh, you're showing some recency bias by for, for saying that about Lionel Messi because it, he is arguably the greatest player, <laughs> the most talented player that we that uh we've ever seen, right?
0: Uh, I mean, oh, you don't have to tell me that. Don't worry. We both agree that uh, te- technically, I mean, technically, he's he, he's the most talented, like gift, most talented, most
1: gifted player um we've ever seen. And, and I think there was an interesting thing that um, Sid Lowe had said on on the on ESPN when he was speaking to. He said something when he talked with um, I don't remember the player's name, but um, this, this Italian that played with uh, Maradona at at Napoli, right? And he it was a great quote. He said that Maradona was maradona was maradona you know maybe like not even all, not every day not even every game maradona was maradona but Leo messi is maradona every game basically like every yeah as and i was like yeah that's yeah i mean i mean we didn't we didn't watch maradona's but but you know even if you watch documentary you see you see that obviously there was up and downs because of Part his personal life
0: <laughs> because of personal lifestyle choices. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but like like the guy said, like Messi is that level every day, pretty much, um, almost every game. You know, that's the, that's the thing
1: that makes him and Ronaldo so great because we've never seen. We've seen players who might be very close in terms of technical ability and even reached these heights for you know a couple seasons or something like that right but we've never seen this consistency at this level for you're talking about a decade for those two players which is why you might say those are the two best players who have ever lived because of their consistency so i don't think that's crazy or, or you can claim recency bias when you're talking about um you are talking about Messi. Like when, when when you look at a game like this and and, and he scores another
0: beautiful free kick. He's a, he's amazing. That's 50 uh, 50 free kicks in your career is just absurd.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's just it, it is crazy to think that this this is this is normal and I think that he is a victim of his own success sometimes when it comes to Ballon d'Or rankings whatever because if you take the name Messi away from that jersey and you replace it with anyone else in the world and give someone the stats that Messi has that person is going to win the Ballon d'Or every single year because of how ridiculous that this man played it it is mind-boggling it's it's Incredible to watch just how consistent, just how gifted, just how talented, just how much better he makes every single person around him. And it's going to be a sad day when he retires because I'm going to Barcelona for that last game. Don't quote me right now. I am going to go to that last game. But I'm not here to, to talk about Messi for the, the rest of the podcast. We have other things to get to. But in terms of this Barcelona performance specifically, um, it, it was solid, I would say. Um, the goal that Barcelona conceded was unlucky off a set piece um, that kind of confused Ter Stegen a little bit. But I, I wasn't too concerned with it. I think it's semantic, something that can be brushed up in a training session. Um, but there, was, there were a couple moments, moments that did stand out to me. Um, Rakitic did a thing, uh, and he did something really well. There was a mo I, I distinctly remember... there's So there's footage during the Liverpool game where Rakitic pretty much was playing in the center mid position, but he dropped way too deep and pretty much got in the way of the center back sometimes. And I showed Rhea on this video last week, and when he would do that, there would be <laughs> turnovers a lot um, in that Liverpool game. And... In this game, there's a distinct moment where he was in that exact same position. This was right before Messi scored his second goal. And it was right before that. And it was almost like a light bulb went off right above his head. And he started sprinting into that open space that vacated behind um, the, the right midfielder from Valladolid. And he stood in that space totally empty. And he went forward with the ball and passed it off to Messi. And the rest was done. And it was an assist. And I was like, man... If if only we had that like six months ago, <laughs> that would be astounding. But no, my I don't have that kind of luck. So, but yeah, um, Rakitic um, did a thing, and I'm happy with that. But I still think he's a, a squad player and uh, should probably move on with his career. Um, the last thing that I will say is that Suarez could have gifted Griezmann a goal at the end of this game, uh, where he was in, squared it, but he had to look for his pal Messi, and it it, it started. You know, a conversation in my head about how again Griezmann fits into this team because, like I said multiple times, my ideal front three is Dembele on the left, Griezmann in the middle, Messi on the right. Um, and I know you want to try the four two three one, but uh, yeah, fatty Suarez isn't going not anywhere. Yeah. It's, not. It's, not. it's not. Yeah,
1: it's not. he's never going to try it. He's never going to try it. Right. Right. And
0: I and I do maintain that I don't think it would work too well because there would be a loss of balance but I I get where you're, there, there's no harm in trying it especially in a game like this um at home um against quite what is quite honestly lower out position but yeah I've uh, I don't expect to see it so I'm uh, whatever Suarez being benched is never gonna happen but um we'll, <laughs> we'll move on Real Madrid on the other hand um this is probably their best performance of the season midweek, I'd say, against yeah, Leganes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they, they put this game to bed within the first 20 minutes. Um, Rodrigo got his first start uh, at the Bernabeu. Um, not his first start at the Bernabeu, but this game was at the Bernabeu and he got his first start. Um, And he scored a goal within like 10 minutes and uh, they were off to the races there. Benzema provides an assist. He provides another assist to Tony Cruz. And the game was very free flowing. Um, I thought it was very um, dominant um, from, from Madrid. I thought Hazard had a great game um, for essentially man of the match. and, And I think the biggest takeaway from this for Real Madrid is, their two signings had great games. Jovic scoring, uh, of course, his first goal for the club um, and putting in a solid performance. Um, I, I don't have much on on that game other than the fact that it was probably Real Madrid's best game of the season against a team that is currently sitting in relegation and not just sitting in relegation, sitting last in the table. So I would, I would honestly expect this from Real, um, but it. Is I guess not great to see from my perspective, but good to see from theirs that they're able to you know consistently perform at that level.
1: Yeah, no, it was, it was you're absolutely right. They're their best, definitely their best game the season. Um, it was their best in terms of chance creation. Fifteen key passes. You get four of them coming from Carvajal. Uh, he was awesome during during the whole game. Um, no, this it looks like you know our our biggest thing early in the season obviously was their. Um, ability to create chances—they were having a lot of trouble doing that. Obviously, I think Heather, uh getting back into shape and and um, just becoming a more influential player in the team is going to help that a lot. So, yeah, I mean, we have to see—we have to see the consistency and stuff. But you know, they—the team finds a way to to get results through adversity and finds a way to just make it through adversity in general. Especially now with the bail stuff popping back up again, and who knows what's
0: going to happen with that?
1: Yeah, yeah. I about him wanting to go to China again. Um, <laughs> he did want to go to. He wanted to go there in the summer. So yeah. you know, like that's a crazy thing. Um, but you know, yeah, who knows what's going to happen with him? Um, yeah, there, there's this team. Like like you said, they find a way. They find a way to get to you know make it through adversity. They they do that very well.
0: They really do. Um, it's it's kind of the staple of Zidane's tenure, quite honestly. Um, so I'm not even surprised, but they are going to be a, a, a challenger for the rest of the the rest of the season. So um, I would not be surprised at all um, to see them push until the end of the season. I think we kind of said that at the beginning of the season, um, but it's another thing to keep in mind that they're they're here to compete um so good performance from them um but i think the shocker of the entire week both this past weekend and during the midweek games was actually real sociedad at home uh losing out to levante um while we both rate martin odegaard very highly um the team did not perform very well uh during this game um Levante won out 2-1 away from home in this, which is a huge result for them because they were sitting closer to relegation than they were before um, the start of this game. And now they're up into 11th. So they're they're sitting comfortably mid-table, I would say, um, to a Real Sociedad who, if they had won, could have been up in third. So this was this is a team or a game that did really matter to them, and I think this was this was definitely a, a, a real a real shock for for Sociedad.
1: Yeah, it's a tough it's a tough one though because it's like you said there. I mean, and I think I think they'll still have have an outside chance at, at finishing top four, but yeah, this would have put them in the third. You know, that would have put them above Sevilla. Um, it would have had them above Atletico and Granada. Granada, Grenada, yep. Granada, yes. There you uh, go. Yeah, it would have put them up in third. So, uh, it's a bad loss, really bad loss. Really yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially because Levante's defense has been horrible this season. <laughs> Horrendous, because yeah. In terms of in terms of chance creation, they've only given up only given up thirteen goals, but <laughs> they, you know thirteen goals, which is which is around mid table. But um, in terms of expected goals allowed, they're sitting
0: dead last. <laughs> so right, um, the th- defense is not very good. So uh, it's a bad loss. It's a bad loss to
1: not be able to score more against against that team.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. I'm sure Sociedad will be able to pick themselves up um, moving forward. They are a team that will continue to fight. Funnily enough, they do play Granada this weekend, so that would be fantastic to watch. Um, but after that, in the next couple of weeks, they play Real Madrid and Barcelona um, between now and, and December. So um, they will have some serious competition, I guess, over the next couple of weeks and months. Yeah, big, big test, big test. Yeah. Because does, does is... Um Clarification, there because as you know in the Premier League, all, all the clubs pretty much put a stipulation in their loans where their where their loanees can't play against them. Are we going to see Odegaard play against Real Madrid in, in the league? You know that's a that's a really good question, and I think the answer is yes. I'm pretty sure that you can, um, but don't quote me on that. I, I do know in, in the prem it's obviously you can't play against your parent club, but. In Spain, I think it might actually be different. I think as long as you're registered as a first-team player of on loan of a different club, then you can play against your parent club. So if he does play against Real, um, which I'm 99% confident that he will, um, that will be very, very interesting.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, the only <laughs> the only teams that really disappointed more than Real Sociedad over the weekend were, or I guess over the last week or so, were Celta and Real Batiste this season. I mean, Celta right now are quite literally in relegation, and this is a team that still does have Iago Aspas, um, who is an incredible striker um, and deserves better, and practically had to save them last season from, from relegation too. So it almost feels like 2.0 of this, this saga, but Betis are sitting three points above relegation, the relegation zone right now, right above Mallorca and in, in 60, Real Batista in 16th. So it's not, it really just hasn't been a good season for, for both of those teams. And, you know, Borja Iglesias was supposed to be the, the marquee signing for Batista, but it, it feels as though this was for over the last week, um, kind of the, the rendezvous point for 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 both of those teams and to kind of figure out do we want to keep our current managers around because you know real batiste and celta played each other yesterday i believe it was yesterday yes it was yesterday um and the only reason that real batiste picked up points was on a Nabil fakir last minute winner and quite frankly celta during this entire game were the the better side they had more shots um they had more possession they they were in control of this game um and so it, it's kind of been the theme of the season for these two teams just to to put in just shocking performances and and maybe squeak something out or in all likelihood not really so i i'm just i'm disappointed in those teams so um i'm, I'm scared that celta might actually get relegated this season real batiste i'm i have a little more hopeful but celta are, are in deep deep trouble <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. They're <laughs> sitting at 18th right now. They um, scored six goals all season. That's it. Uh, that was not my second fewest. So yeah, um, no, they're not. They're not getting. They're not. They're definitely not finishing enough chances. Um, and they're oddly enough more like mid-table in terms of chance creation. But you know, when you're down there, when you're when you're down in um, around the relegation area, the, a lot of the teams have the same problem that they can't finish chances. So, um, right, if you're if you're sitting, they're sitting, at, they're one of the worst teams in terms of like their difference between the actual goal scored and and their expected goals. They're second worst in that. So, if they're not able to finish their, obviously it's not crazy to say, but if they're not able to finish their chances, uh, they're going to be around that area all season. So
0: for sure yeah so i don't expect a lot of both of those teams um the, the rest of the season but hey good good luck to them because this is kind of a battle of two managers that might lose their jobs in the next couple of months so we'll see um but with that we'll go ahead and, and wrap up here with our our predictions for kind of the rest of the season we are at like rion said around the quarter season point i would say of uh of both both the Premier League and La Liga. Um, so, Rihon, give me your give me your top four. All
1: right, top four. I, I mean, I, I think the first two will be pretty standard for, for each of us. Um, so, I'm I will, like I said, I backed off a little bit. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Say Barcelona finishes first.
0: Hey. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry. We'll go out in the uh, the quarterfinals of the Champions League. So it's all good. Yeah.
1: yeah of course. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. I, I like. I like what we're seeing. Uh, they figure out the midfield, and and I maybe maybe with more time they'll figure out the front line, and or maybe it won't even matter just because of the talent. Um. Second, I'm gonna go with Atleti. I I, I think. I think they'll somehow figure it out and I just trust them more defensively than, than Real. Um, i put Real Madrid in third. though. though I, I think, I, I do think at some point it'll be a, a close race in terms of the title. But maybe we'll, maybe in, in March it'll be close. I think Barcelona will just pull away just, uh, on pure talent front alone. But in fourth,
0: I, I'm going to go with uh, Villarreal. I'm... I, I... Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they have, they got the top scorer in the league. Um, they have one of the top, they have the top assistant in the league in Santiago or Cazorla, Sorry, <laughs> um, um, and and they sit first in terms of expected goals. So, you know, they're creating lots of chances. They're second in terms of expected points. Um they, you know, it's all about obviously. Will they be consistent enough? But, but you know, they're they've done so well so far, at least um, in terms of attacking. And um, they're defending leaves a bit to be desired, um, to be fair. But, you know, they're, they're sitting around mid table in that sense. Uh, I, I think I think, they, I think I'm going to go bold. I think they finish for
0: That might have been the boldest thing that you said during our entire podcast episodes i other than maybe atletico winning the, the league but i see actually what you're saying villarreal have been on a tear outside of losing to ibar today which is a, a tough opponent quite frankly um but man that's that's bold to put them in in top four um my my top four is gonna look like barcelona's champions um i've said that from the beginning that's Lily has essentially become their bread and butter and we will look back you know on champions league defeats etc but the Spanish dominance has been absurd from them over the last 10 years. So um, I'm going to go Barcelona as number one. I'm going to go with Real stepping it up. Um, I do think they they claim that second spot um, after not doing so great the last couple of seasons. I'm going to go with Atleti in third. I do think they find their footing. I think they eventually get back to you know finding their feet, especially as João Felix comes back. And in fourth, I'm going to go with Sociedad. I think that this could be the year that Sevilla, Villarreal, Bilbao all of those teams miss out on that fourth spot because I don't know how consistent Lopetegui is going to be for Sevilla. And I don't know how consistent Villarreal is going to be in terms of getting actual points, uh, from, from specific games, uh, you know, three points from games. So I'm going to go with Sociedad, um, cause I've been the most impressed with them and, and their youth over the last couple of games. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll have to see, and we'll definitely compare those results with this podcast, uh, at the, at the end of the season. Do you, have, do you have any uh, re- relegation picks? Relegation picks, I do actually. I'm very scared that Vigo is, is going to get relegated. A part of me says I think it could be the same thing as last season where they don't. Um, Espanol being that low in the table is also very concerning. Um, but I'm going to actually go with Mallorca, Leganes, and. Oh, this. It's so tough. I. Mallorca, Leganes and Alaves. Those are my those are my picks. Uh, it's it's tough. I, I don't think that Espanol and, and Celta are it, it's almost like they're too big to bust. You know what I mean? Um so I, <laughs> I see, yeah. I'm I'm scared to say that, but that those are gonna be my three picks. Right, I, I'm gonna go with, go with Espanyol. I think Leganez Leganes gets
1: just gets out of it because you know, Granted, they've only got five points at the moment, and, and their goal difference is minus 14. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you're picking them to get out. <laughs> I, think, I think they finished 17th. I think they'll, I think they'll be able to just pick out of that area. Uh, I'm going to go Espanol, Mallorca, and uh,
0: Base. Nice. Okay, so not too different other than uh, than Leganes there. Um, Mallorca are, are struggling as well. Um, so it, it's going to be a fun finish to La Liga this season. So with that, we're going to wrap up that La Liga section, and we've got a very fun Premier League section coming up for you guys soon. All right, we are back on the pod talking some more football, but we're going to switch over to England this time and start off with the big game this past Sunday, uh, Liverpool-Tottenham at Anfield. Uh, this, Rian, this game wasn't... Standard Tottenham shitting the bed.
1: No, uh, they showed a bit of fight. Um, you know, I, I think we both both. I, did, I said I thought they would get smashed. I thought there was a possibility that maybe they but fumble their way into a into a draw. Um, neither was correct because they never really they they didn't get smashed. They they didn't look like they were going to get smashed at any point, especially when they score in the first forty five seconds. That, helps a lot but um, they also never looked like they could even buff on their way to getting a draw <laughs> they're, they're just so much worse than this team. Um There's obviously some stuff there to with how they defended the fullbacks of Liverpool um, Michael Cockburn's a good uh, article on The Athletic about how how just Tottenham really defended uh, the fullbacks by like having Sissoko cover uh, Robertson whenever the ball was switched to him, rather than Erickson who was like actually on the wing. So that was a little weird, but but generally they're just not as good as Liverpool, and and, and Liverpool are great, and they and they played better than they had in. A, probably three or four weeks. Uh, and... my I just think... Is it too early, too early to ex- accept that
0: Spurs are just maybe not... They're just not good this season. Mm, I mean... They're not... They're, they're blatantly not starting Vertonghen anymore. <laughs> they've, they've given up on the... Yeah, they've given up on that. Uh, I, I'll concede that.
1: Looked look good in the entire season. <laughs> Granted, that might be partially mental, but he hasn't been good at all. Right. And, Deli Alley's is just kind of starting to play a little bit better, but he, but he was pretty horrible for the first two or three months of this, two, two months, two months of the season, really. Um, and, they're not getting much from their midfield at all. So, I, and then, and we and we absolutely know that their that their fullbacks, flash just wing defense is horrible, and that's not going to get better at all.
0: Right? Yeah. So uh, Tottenham suck. No, no Tottenham. They, in terms of quality of the team, yeah, we we know that they're not up to par with Liverpool. But I don't think that this is necessarily the game to <laughs> to stake that claim. Like we we know that we've known that since before the season started. Like we always said that city and liverpool are the top two dogs and right behind them are liverpool or excuse me or tottenham in terms of quality that's that's not the surprise here the surprise here is that they were able to put up a fight based on their recent form at anfield um i think that's the bigger thing and i think even more surprisingly was that liverpool actually played well i I feel like we haven't seen that in a hot sec um and so it seems like they they make they, Liverpool specifically took full advantage of the deficiencies in Tottenham's midfield, and even more so in their their back line, i.e., you know the left back spot, um, which doesn't exist for for Spurs. So it, yeah, this was this this felt like the game that I I feel like we all kind of expected Liverpool being the better quality side. But Spurs still showing flashes of quality. And I, to answer your question, I maybe they aren't good per se that season, but you can still see that the quality of the players are there. For Spurs, you're saying? for Spurs, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, on paper, um, we and, and even. I, Son has been their best player all season like undoubtedly we we can both say that and, and he's looked like the best player but at the same time uh, I, don't, I don't know I don't know the the quality really hasn't been there all season um, even Aldo Verwell looks bad <laughs> like I, I don't know I, I don't know I'm really not impressed with, obviously I'm not impressed by this team but I'm gonna say the only reason that I am not completely uh, ruling them out of finishing top four is because of just the incompetency incompetency of the squads around them that could be finishing in that in that area. So
0: what, like, like Leicester or something?
1: No, no, not Leicester's incompetency. I mean, I mean the incompetency of like an, of Arsenal and United. Like, uh, if those two teams were just normal <laughs> they would be way ahead of Tottenham right now so uh, that that kind of thing yeah unless it might finish above them too unless has a great chance because right. again same reason
0: yeah no I, I I get what you're saying that's that's kind of fair I, <laughs> what are what are Tottenham in now after this game still 11th uh, they
1: are sitting and yeah 11th you're correct 11th they're they're eight points off of 8th i i'm sorry fourth sorry eight points off of fourth. eight points off of eighth would be so that would be amazing that would be brutal <laughs> but, <laughs> but um no eight points off of fourth and and you know like i say if you ever get 10 points behind the team then i think you're just fundamentally worse and it's Pretty nigh on impossible to make up 10 points, but uh, they're sitting four points behind fifth. So,
0: so, so, so uh, so you're saying there's a chance, <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's, there's a chance they might finish in your rope league spots. So you're correct.
0: That would be the saddest downfall of this team. That would be the saddest downfall of of Pacchettino. honestly, just going from the Champions League final to maybe we'll get into the Europa League. Um, But that's kind of the state of Spurs right now. But honestly, I think the number one thing with this game that Spurs were able to do, they put a Band-Aid over a gash. I think that's the best way to phrase it. Like, they, they had a gaping wound that is just festering, and they were able to maybe mend it a little bit with like a tiny band aid, but it's going to need a lot more than just that. Yeah, they didn't even get
1: the stitches. They, they actually just, they put, it's still like kind of infected. <laughs> uh, a little bit. <laughs> So I, I, we don't have to say much on Liverpool. I mean, I, I always felt like the goal was coming, um, even after Tottenham scored. They, they just dominated. The, um, I think the interesting thing that we may look back on at the end of the season is that they similarly dominated Tottenham at home in the same way, in a way that City did. Although City, I like we, we, we looked at the stats of that and, and and that was maybe like a one in one hundred game. That city doesn't win based on the chances and possession and whatnot, but in the end, city only got a draw on that game, and Liverpool get three points. So that could be a massive difference. Yeah. So outside yeah. of that, I, that, that that's that's really the biggest thing I'm, I'm taking away on the Liverpool side.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a that's a very very fair takeaway. Um, I'm I'm very interested to see how the Liverpool City game goes now um but we have obviously a couple more weeks until that actually only two i guess um but yeah i i I hear what you're saying so i'm more interested to see how those two come together in in two weeks time um obviously in city and liverpool but before that happens we we have a couple other games to get to um arsenal are the new spurs fun fact um (laughs) that is what happened this past weekend when Arsenal tied or honestly, I think the better way of phrasing this is Arsenal gave up a two goal lead to Crystal Palace. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's how I'm putting it. That's legitimately what happened. (laughs) And as uh, it was an absolute,
1: just so mediocre performance. The two goals come from, from um, corners Uh, and they don't really create anything outside of the corners <laughs> during that game um all of that completely overshadowed by what we saw when Grenajaka got subbed off what what did you make probably around? the weirdest Slash bizarre moment of the season in Europe in European uh, football so far. Like, I, am I crazy to say that? That's been the that's the most bizarre thing we've seen all season. So from any league.
0: <laughs> yeah, I listen. I kind of I kind of feel bad for him. Is that is that a bad thing for me to say? Like, I I,
1: no, I think that's fair. I think it's fair.
0: Yeah, I I feel bad that a captain is being treated this way. I think that's absolutely terrible. But. I also think that that wasn't the way to handle that. I think the best way to handle that would have not necessarily been reacting like that, but it's easier for me to say that sitting in my chair versus being out on the pitch constantly and hearing the things that Arsenal fans have been saying about him. But I I, I don't know. I think it's a weird situation, and I think that by, by doing that specifically he's invalidating his argument to remain as our arsenal captain. I think that he has an argument to be arsenal captain, but I think that by showing that side of him, that it's stripping away from that argument as a whole, rather than just taking it and then posting something about it later or handling it internally for that matter.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think it was bad on both sides, honestly, you know, I don't think fans should ever outright boo an individual player. I'm all for booing a team, a team performance. Because Have you, you, know, you have you ever been to a Philly sports game? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's just the Philadelphia sports fan in me. But But, you know, I think generally you know, you pay money to go to these games and stuff, they're supposed to entertain you like, right? Like the, like the team is supposed to entertain you, so if they're being absolutely horrible, then I yeah, I paid money, I should be able to to boo at, at the team performance, but not individual players, you know, that's not helping anyone really and um, and yeah it's, it's, it's abuse, it's, it's emotional abuse when you're doing it just to one single person um, but obviously he doesn't react well either by basically like stoking the crowd to to, um, to boom and, and jeer at him even more. Um, and granted, obviously he was upset at hearing that people were basically cheering that he was being taken off. Um, I put a lot of this on Emery because the man shouldn't even be starting matches with them, but... Nice, it dude. doesn't help too that as he's walking off, he's he's giving he's telling everyone to fuck off and stuff, uh, and then he throws the uh, captain's armband down and and takes off the jersey and stuff. So it was bad on both sides, bad on both sides. But again, overshadowed and absolutely mediocre at best performance by Arsenal. Um, another one, really.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean this is, like this is <laughs> right. That's exactly what I was gonna say. This was at home in front of their own fans against a Crystal Palace side that, while they're actually pretty high up in the table, I think they're sixth, right now. They're at least now they're sixth. Um, yeah, and so it's not like this is a bad side. Like they've been performing quite well. Um, they beat Man City or excuse me, Man United as well. Um, but yeah, this is not this isn't good football and I, i'm curious if this in your opinion kind of adds to the emory out train is does this add fuel to the fire does it push it over the edge
1: i mean it does it doesn't push it over the edge i suppose because i don't expect them to ever i don't expect them to fire them unless they're basically unless we get to December and they're sitting in like Spurs position, like eleventh, and like eight or nine points off of fourth. Um, I, I don't think we're going to get to that point, but I don't think they're ever going to look like they're going to be like uh, spot on for for top four. Um, like the the numbers behind this team is is just, just not good. <laughs> um, they're they're sitting basically in 7th or 8th in just about every um, I guess important slash just like performance kind of stat in 7th in shots per game and I know I remember saying at the very beginning of the season that I thought that the combination of Lacazette, Pepe, and, and Aubameyang could reach the same height as Liverpool I'm mm-hmm. ready to say I was completely wrong <laughs> but I, <laughs> I will throw a caveat in there that last season people really shit on like Jorginho because they didn't think that he was like very good because he only he only uh, pursued that only passed sideways and 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 wasn't much of a creator and now this season he's getting all these plaudits under Lampard so I think it's possible that it might be the manager I think I think that's something we have to think about when we criticize players
0: I mean I I don't argue that it's actually likely but yeah
1: yeah I, I think I think it's the manager really more than anything but um, then like you kind of look at just key passes for I know we've talked about this before that their their chance creation is not good that you know they're sitting eighth in terms of key passes in the league right they're sitting behind West Ham (laughs) they're sitting behind West Ham Ashton Villa and Bournemouth
0: yeah that's not good that's not a side that's gonna finish top four
1: (laughs) yeah not not at all not at all they're not looking like that type of team whatsoever you know so it's (laughs)
0: I, mean, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> what's going to change, really. Um, that that I mean, as what as is going to change? Today. Like, really, what is going to change? Well, nothing. nothing. Exactly. I mean, I mean, some
1: Arsenal fans are thinking that. I mean, I know Arsenal fans have been thinking like, oh, we get
0: tyranny and uh,
1: tyranny and and Bellerin back, and, and that'll and that and and maybe that'll change things. Like, no, that's not going to change. Much. <laughs> it's really not. It's not going to make you better defensively. We know that already. Like, and and. Remember when we talked about who we think the third best team is? You distinctly saying you think you or uh, we're talking about third or maybe we're talking, we're talking about third. Yeah, when we're talking about projecting to December and the yeah, time, yeah, you you said you said Arsenal because you thought oh, there's a better chance that they could pull off like consecutive wins and stuff. They can't <laughs> <laughs> to be able to do that. You have to at least be solid defensively. I think to win consecutive games, like five or six, right, you have to at least be solid defensively to have the base <laughs> to to build off of. And they're never going to be that at any point during this season. They're not. They just won't. You're never going to feel like they're going to be able to have a clean sheet and, and, and keep teams out. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: That's where I am with this
0: team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, over the next couple of weeks, this team, Arsenal, obviously, play Wolves and Leicester, um, two sides that will definitely make it tough for them. Wolves obviously beating City um, already this season, and Leicester absolutely running riot this season, Um, not even just with the Southampton game, just in general, um, doing very, very well. Um, So it's not going to get any easier for them. And I'm pretty sure they play City next month um, on top of that. So, yeah, it's going to be a time and a half for them. Um, But do you want to move on to um, (laughs) what is, I know, your favorite portion of this entire podcast? Oh,
1: absolutely. Of course.
0: All right. I'll I'll let you have your moment right now. Um, We're, of course, obviously talking about (laughs) Chelsea. Lord and
1: Savior... The American Jesus himself, Christian Pulisic, has arrived to the Premier League. Four to win away to Burnley, in which actually Chelsea was not fan, not great. This they, they weren't great, um, but this was probably the first game where just good finishing carried them um, more than in more than in games in the past. You know, games in the past. You know, even when they. Been winning. They've created like a fair amount of chances, and and were able to finish uh, a few of them off. Uh, this one was just very good finishing for the most part. All, um, all four goals were just pretty good finishes. Uh, but yeah, amazing, amazing. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wax too lyrical on it because I. I I always felt that he was good enough and it just needed the time, and that's why I didn't freak out a a month ago or three weeks ago when he wasn't getting the playing time. So I'm not going to freak out too much here, but obviously extremely, extremely excited about getting a (laughs) hat-trick. His first professional hat-trick, really. Um, It was great. It capped off a a really impressive week individually for him, starting with uh, how he came on Last uh, Sunday against Newcastle and then getting the assist midweek against Ajax and Champs League and then getting a hat trick this, in this game. So, uh, you know, a great week individually for him, a great week uh, for for the team in general. Seven consecutive wins in all competitions. Uh, obviously, that ended yesterday, uh, losing to United in the League Cup. Where I guess if you had to pick a competition where that... Um, run was going to end. That's probably the one you would have picked, uh, but you know I, I think now. They're, so they're sitting now in betting odds. They're sitting third in just about everything that I've checked. So in finishing top four, um, uh, you can't even get odds on Liverpool and City. <laughs> so, but um, but but outside of then Chelsea are the, the next team best odds in terms of finishing top four. So you know should this squad be favorite now to finish top four when you look at the landscape around them not just because of their talent which obviously is part of it but when you look at the landscape of the league is it? i think the team should now be favored to finish top four and, and i remember a few weeks ago you asked me if my expectations have changed and since then at that time i was saying i was saying i wouldn't have been disappointed they didn't finish top four just because of, of how encouraging things were in general, but. You know, It's still a lot of encouragement. still a lot of good feelings. I wouldn't be devastated if they don't finish top four, but um, it would definitely be a
0: disappointment now for me. So, uh, well, I, I guess my question is, what is that based on? Is that based on their performances? Because it's only been two weeks since I asked you that question. Two weeks is not a lot of time.
1: Two, two weeks, yeah, not a lot of time. But in terms of, it, it's really two weeks on top of that, what four weeks or so where where i felt like they had been very very good um and the, the like underlying numbers were showing it too and 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 now it's just a the thing the last two weeks have just been a confirmation of that feeling that i was getting that they were figuring it out so yeah i, th- I think it's just more been an affirmation
0: Fair. Okay. I, I Based on the string of results previous or prior to that conversation that we had, I can kind of understand that. But there is still a lot of work to be done with this team. I mean, we see it defensively with, you know, oh, my God, I blanked on his name. Starts with a T, center back with Zuma. Oh, Tamori. Tamori, thank you. Um, with Tamori making individual mistakes and still with a couple of midfield Twinks that need to be made tweaks, not whatever, but you know what I'm saying. Um, so I, Twinks. I a twi- yeah, twi- like twinkie. That's I don't know. <laughs> that's not a word. Um, uh, gosh, it is. is
1: there a Dictionary. I won't say
0: what it is. Yeah, please, please don't. I know. I, yeah, I know where you're going with this. There's no need. But um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, 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 get that it would be somewhat of a of a diff- disappointment if they didn't finish top four, but don't. I, I don't think that should be the standard exactly like you know what I mean
1: no I mean, I think it's fair to say it shouldn't be the standard because it, you, you gotta you gotta you gotta break you gotta break off dude you gotta you gotta break off from this feeling that you had about these teams like three months ago they're not <laughs> are still not good <laughs> they're not good they might finish fourth but they're not they're just not fundamentally a good team a lot of that has to do with the manager, I believe, but and Tottenham are not good this season either. You know a I ah, mean? uh, and Leicester are genuinely better than those two teams. Uh, and then who else do we have? To, I guess United. United are in there. United yeah. are a little, a little better than we give credit for, it. and I'll kind of expand on that a little later, but. But,
0: uh, that is a very bold, bold claim.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you'll see. Um, but, no, I, I think you have to look at just the landscape of the league right now and and just how things are trending. I, I, I think this team can still only get better because, like I said before, they still have lost his cheek to come back, and... They have played this almost this entire season without their best defender. It was Antonio Rudiger. Like, that's something to think about, too.
0: Fair. Yeah, there, there are still improvements to be made. Um, and I fully agree with you that this team should, on paper, only get better. We'll see if that comes about because over the next couple of weeks, they play. Uh, well, I, I, I want to say a, a tough Watford side, but then, well, City when it happened. So uh, they do play um, Man City, obviously, um, and they have tough games against Ajax and Valencia in the Champions League. Um, but I will say that their Premier League schedule is relatively straightforward, playing um, not so difficult opposition outside of maybe Crystal Palace um, until around Christmas where they have to play um, Chelsea. So, or excuse me, Tottenham. Um, And so, yeah, I I think you should rightfully have high hopes for this team. But, yeah, like I said, don't have the top four be the only standard because coming into the season, Lampard still did need time and and need the adjustments that he saw um, as being necessary uh, to be made. So I I would say allow for that to still be a factor.
1: I I, I will be – I will – still temper myself. I mean, they played City in three weeks away from home, and you know they lost 6-1 there last season, and I will take anything that's not that result as a <laughs> success.
0: Yeah, that's also very fair. Um, I don't expect them to, to lose 6-1 again, um, but it will be a very, very difficult game, no doubt. Um, but we'll go ahead and wish them the best and move on to, uh, I guess, United won. I, I guess they did a thing.
1: They did win. They won 3-0. It's probably their best performance of the season. Um, I, mean, I guess outside of the, the first game against Chelsea. But, but obviously we, we think that was a bit of a weird game. But this was a comprehensive win. And I just have to keep going back. Their defense is very, very solid.
0: Stop right? this and nonsense.
1: It it is. It is. The defense <laughs> actually it's actually quite good. and Maguire, Curry is just absolutely, and not just Maguire actually, but Juan Bissaka too. Juan Bissaka and Maguire have come in and solidified their defense. They're still sitting at best in the league in terms of expected goals allowed. They're still not giving up many chances, right? Uh, and. Yes, their, their chance creation is not great. We you know this. But Martial coming in makes things a lot easier for Marcus Rashford. Because now Rashford doesn't have to just sit in the center and because he's not really a center forward, not a lone striker. Yeah. Now you saw in that game, he was kind of on the wing sometimes and cutting inside and, and Martial being in there allows for him to do that granted like those two are not just having those two up top are not gonna mean that you create a lot of chances are not going to be your drivers in terms of that but uh but daniel james is getting better you know that he is moving past he's moved past make a wish right he's moved past that um, <laughs> i can't believe we're bringing this back <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's past that. He's he's, he's past it. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. Dude. He's past it.
0: I mean, I'm uh, happy for any person that uh, doesn't have to rely on make a wish for anything. That means they're getting better. So uh, I'll I'll leave yeah, it at that.
1: He's, yeah, he's no longer. He's yeah. He's he's, he's fully recovered. Yeah, you know, he's back at home and stuff. You know, he's 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 doing well. He's a good a nice nice story now. um but he, he was in, He was very good in the game, and he's genuinely been a good signing for them. And I think that Pogba coming back well like here's the thing: Pogba coming back is—he's not going to make them any worse at chance creation. Like, right? I'm not like, in,
0: Well, you'd you'd hope the, not. He's he's not going to make them worse. In terms of creating chances, there's no
1: way. That's just not possible. <laughs> at worst, at worst they'll be the same. And having Paul Poggle at least mean a bit more possession. Like that's that's the base, right? Uh, and if Marcel is is healthy, I think he and Rashford could form a pretty good partnership up top.
0: Yeah, I mean you're not wrong, but it would it would just be a, a dual striker partnership, right? That's what you're thinking.
1: Yes, strength
0: of partnership. Yeah, I can absolutely see that. I think they kind of bounce off each other very well. Marshall's, you know, top qualities being his, his strength and his speed and a little bit of his touch. And Rashford kind of has the brains uh, behind that. So I, I can see it working. I'm not sure if it would be very consistent. Um, but the main problem that we talked about for United – has been chance creation so it's kind of just a question of whether or not they get those chances into them because I, they're obviously both quality players but that, that doesn't solve the main problem you know
1: no it doesn't no absolutely it doesn't i mean this this game was was their best in terms of uh chance creation of say, 4.5 in terms of expected goals and brought them up to fourth in the league in, in expected goals so
0: that's actually not yeah. horrible
1: yeah, no, no, you're right. I mean, but usually, like, the norm has been them being, like, around, like, one and, like, one and a half. So, you know, if, if, you, if you go on, like, what we normally see, they'd probably be, they would be down more around eighth or ninth here. But, you know, this was a great step forward. Like, a, a big reason of, of them creating so many chances is because of the two guys up top. you know.
0: Right. Right, so we'll see if that partnership continues. I can see it continuing because they don't really have many other options, quite frankly. Um, right. So that and I, think, I do
1: have to ask, I, I, I want to get who gets sacked first, Elias? Mm. or or, or
0: Unai Emery? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, but I think it's it. If it were to happen, it would be L.A. Um, I think it's hard to... uh, Mainly because it's harder to make a case against Unai Emery for this current moment. I know that sounds weird, but what I'm trying to say is that it feels like everything is unraveling right now at Arsenal, but if they're able to get a a couple of results over the next four weeks or so then I think that alleviates the pressure a little bit, especially if they're able to sort out this captain, uh, captain's issue. But for United, the constant problem of them dropping points and losing games will always be there just purely because the talent is not there. And I don't necessarily think that's Ole's fault, but I also don't think that Ole is the man to lead them forward. Um, so, yeah, I, I, would, I would probably say Ole. I, I mean, what would your answer be?
1: Yeah, I'd probably say Ole too, but I think a lot of it because of, I think, just the nature of Arsenal. I don't think they're a the type of club to do that. But it's not, not really going to be... for I mean, I totally get your whole talent thing, because on paper, yeah, yeah. Um, Arsenal are, are overall a more talented team. But man you can't quit off them dude you keep saying this uh, i know i know results in the next couple weeks they'll be fine you keep, you keep thinking that they're just
0: gonna <laughs> they're just gonna like, put together wins and stuff like <laughs> i know they're not that team they will, but they won't do
1: it convincingly
0: right right i know they're not that team but it it feels like the likelihood of them being able to do that compared relatively to united is much greater i'll get i'll say that
1: yeah, I think that I think that's a fair thing to
0: say. Right, so that's where my my justification comes in, but obviously I, I I do think that both both of those coaches will be around probably until the very least the end of the the end of the calendar year. So we'll see what happens there. But I guess the last game that we have to, to really talk about this from this weekend was um the the absolute carnage uh, that was Leicester Southampton in an absolute monsoon. Um, town in Southampton in the south of England um, I think I think that qualifies as something that's along the lines of assault
1: yeah I think that I think that belongs on like Pornhub um, <laughs> or perhaps Brazzers Brazzers
0: Brazzers
1: Brazzers actually <laughs> 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 but yeah that was really rough it was just like we, we looked at we watched we, we saw all the goals right they, and we were like oh well a few of these were really good but <laughs> most of them were pretty simple like I mean not, not necessarily the finishes themselves were, were very good I think on all of them but you know like the construction of the goal like for maybe like five or six of them were just super go, easy garbage like, obviously <laughs> when you go down to ten men and exploit the space they exploited it Really
0: easily Right For a team that Clearly showed that They don't really care About defense Well not literally But they They really had No intention of Defending well Because I mean we Like Rion said Like we watched All these goals together Like individually And we were like Maybe six or seven Of them Could have been Prevented from Just simple Defending Structures Or Individual errors being fixed it wasn't like it wasn't I honestly don't think that this score line like showed how the game should have gone yeah
1: yeah I mean it was it was over after what 40 minutes when it was 4-0 and then it was five and a half and it's a, another game that, that Leicester played against a, a game, team against ten men and just destroyed them. They played uh, Newcastle about about three weeks ago. went down to ten men, beat them five 0 um, Yeah, they're just they're just they're good teams. Will not always score nine goals, but they'll they'll take advantage of um, of a team going to man down, and, and they've done it. No they'll find ways to win. Why they're in a good position to be, be able to finished in top four I mean, they're sitting at a plus 17 goal difference they have the best goal they have the second best goal difference in the league
0: that's amazing i mean lester have really made a comeback um over the last 12 months or so quite honestly um I, I i'm hesitant to say that they'll finish top fourth because we have a long way to go still in the season but things do look good for them i will i will say that yeah, they've been absolutely. very consistent, and I I don't know. I know you you wanted to do you know season predictions for the rest of the season and and where people will finish, but I mean, where where do you put Leicester in in that season prediction?
1: So I agree with you. I don't think they'll end up finishing top four because yes they. I, plus 17 goal difference is amazing and usually that's pretty telling of how dominant a team is but you know when you boil it down two games that, against 10 men team in which they scored 9 goals and 5 goals and there's 14 of your plus 17 right there so it shows actually, they actually don't really dominate teams um, so I don't, I don't think this is very sustainable Um, Although I think they'll be They'll finish in at least 6th At worst I think they'll finish 6th
0: Yeah I think that's very fair I don't think that they will finish top 4 My top 4 looks like this I do think City once again Regained the title Um, I've said that from the beginning I think that this is kind of theirs to lose Um, And unfortunately I don't think it's Liverpool season But I think City come out on top I think Liverpool in 2nd I still think Arsenal in 3rd Don't shoot me um, and <laughs> oh, <man.
1: laughs> It's also teams like like heroin to you. You, cannot, you will not give up on them.
0: I won't because I think they're talented, and I think they they almost need to figure it out. Um, and then I'm gonna go. Yeah,
1: they feel so good. They feel so good, but you know you know they're bad for you. You know that fundamentally they're bad for you, and you just can't give up on them.
0: Yeah, I yeah, that seems way too accurate actually. Um, but for fourth, I'm actually going to go with Chelsea. So there, happy.
1: Yeah, I'm happy. I'll be, I would take fourth, absolutely.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. That's my season prediction. Do you wanna? Do you want to round off yours? What did you say for yours again?
1: So, yeah, I'm going to stay with City as well. Um, I don't think it's theirs to lose, but they are sitting only six points back, and we're still very early in the season. They still have to play Liverpool twice. It's in their hands. And I will go second, obviously Liverpool third. I'm going to say Chelsea because I've, I've been on the, third, I'm be there the, third, the league for about a month and a half now, and there's and you can do literally nothing to disprove that. Uh, in fourth. In a shock that'll rob, that might honestly shock you more than my fourth in Spain. Really? I'm gonna say United finished fourth, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh 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 I'm oh, oh, sorry, you were oh, serious. It feels we I, 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 it feels oh, disgusting to say, but I really think they're like the third best defensive team in the league. They might be the second best defensive team in the league. They might be better defensively than than City. Honestly, you know, a team that doesn't even want to play as center back anymore. <laughs> so, I, I'm gonna go with United. I think. I think. I think they'll kind of not figure, not totally figure out the whole. <laughs> Uh, creating chances and stuff but I think they'll be able to score enough goals and I, and I think barring injuries in their back line I, I feel pretty good about them defensively and I think I can't really say that about any of the other prospective top four teams other than maybe other than Leicester really
0: are we done are we like can I can I end this because like like where do you what like, where do you want me to go with this? <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I don't I have know, much.
1: I know. I know <laughs> really bold, and I know, and, I, and I, I'm not even saying I feel confident about it, but That's, I just feel like they can't uh, get any worse.
0: <laughs> you know what you were talking about? I was on heroin with my Arsenal pick and always being no, no. on them. No, no, no. no. You've,
1: been, you've, been on, you, you've been on this whole... Uh, I just think Arsenal's going to be good enough think overrating Emery overrating Ceballos <laughs> whoa, whoa whoa I'm not
0: overrating Ceballos but I, I'm telling
1: you right now that's the only way they're finishing top 4 is if he just becomes one of the the best players in the
0: league I mean if Emery starts him he could but that's besides the point my point is he started him over the weekend sweet I, That's I, let, me, let me focus on United because that's way more ridiculous um, no uh that that's not going to happen. That I'm just that's just not going to happen. Like th- no, they're not good enough at it all. It might not it might not happen, but probably you know, won't. Yeah. It's not that crazy. I really don't think it's no, crazy. No, no, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um
1: no. That no, would that no, would I mean it is. It is pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy honestly, but, but I, I, don't uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just I <sighs> I don't know. I, I yeah, you got that. Itch. I just don't trust anyone that else. I, and and when I don't trust anyone else, I'm just gonna kind of go on. Def, um, can I trust you defensively? And I really do trust them defensively.
0: Whatever. I I give up. And it's
1: like they can't get any worse in terms of attack, unless barring injuries.
0: I give up with you. I, I that's ridiculous. I, good luck with that. I would love for you to put money on that. Actually, yeah, put money on that. You should do that I,
1: I could probably get some re- I would get really good odds right now I, Maybe I should
0: You would get incredible uh, odds
1: I would get I would get amazing odds right now They're probably such underdog I could probably make decent money
0: off of it You really could Yeah, honestly, I would No, I wouldn't go into that <laughs> That'd be too That'd be a waste of my time <laughs> Waste of my time and money I'm not going to do that Yeah, um, good luck yeah, with that that's fair. Um I don't have anything to add because nah, I think you've lost your mind. Um, and I, I want. I'll give
1: my relegation. Let me give my relegation stuff here.
0: Yeah, please uh-huh. do because that hopefully will make my more. Three, sense.
1: Yeah, no, my three relegation teams. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna be sad to see it, but Norwich. I'm, I think Norwich winning against City, like we said, that was their reality stone, and the only way <laughs> for that. A whole prophecy to come full circle is for them to get relegated, and I think that's you know I just don't I don't think uh, they're good enough defensively, (laughs) and uh, and the Pookie well has dried up pretty dramatically. The Pookie Um, blinders, I do, yeah, I do like I like watching them play. I like watching them play, and I hope they don't and and I know and as long I hope they don't fire the manager because it's just you know the way they play really doesn't um quite work for them at this moment in their development because they just don't necessarily have the players good enough to it but, yeah, but they should but they should stick with it and, and not abandon that um the team that I think will finish 20th I think will be Newcastle I still think they're absolutely despicable um despicably bad oh my God I they are by far the worst team to watch in the league uh because they've pretty much got the, the only. Manager in the league that just does not care whatsoever about attack. Like even Sean Dyche scares somewhat, and like there's at least some talent on Burnley to score goals. Like this, the Jay Rodriguez goal over the weekend was just was the best goal of the weekend, and arguably the best goal in the, the Premier League season so far. Scoring from like 40 yards out, um, but Newcastle have none of that. Literally none of that, and it'll be. And I and as much as I I, I love Yedlin. Um, he's not he's not going to be good enough defensively to, to stop them from going down so I think that's your other relegation team and then the third team I'm going to say Brighton another team that I like to watch play but I just don't think they're good enough defensively and have enough just enough goals
0: in their team really that's I can't believe that I'm saying this but I actually agree with you on every single team Um, And I picked those three teams exactly for uh, for relegation. I picked Brighton for the exact reason that you were just talking about. Newcastle for mainly not managerial purposes, but almost upper management purposes. Um, And and I don't think that they have a lot of quality on top of that. Um, And then Norwich, I think their their time has run out um, and they're. We always say that good teams find a way to win, and uh, they're finding a way to win against Norwich. And uh, I think they're they're headed back down. So, yeah, I actually agree with you on on all three teams shockingly.
1: Oh, there we go. You got some sense in you,
0: really. You, uh, I'm not even after that United thing. I'm not even gonna. <laughs> I'm not even gonna bother. But anyway, those are our thoughts on the uh, the Premier League here. With that, we are going to go ahead and wrap up this week's pod. Uh, we know it was a little longer than normal, but. We have a lot of good content that we have to go over. So with that, Rion and Ellie's here signing off. Take care, guys.
1: Take care, everyone. Manchester United, are third in expected points. I'm leaving everyone with that.
0: And I'm cutting you off.